Hi everyone, welcome to episode 43 of Unfiltered. I'm speaking kind of quietly because my roommate is asleep um, in the room right next to me and I don't want to wake her up. So this is going to be a quieter, chiller episode, but I feel like it kind of kind of fits. Um, so, oh my gosh, it's my first episode in Cambridge for the summer and I feel like I was going to talk about this today, but then... I thought about it and I was like, I don't think I have much to say about it. So I'm just going to say it now. Time is going by so fast. I feel like it's just flying by and I don't really know what to do about it. So yeah, I'm currently um, in my new apartment in Cambridge and it's a lot smaller than the one that I had this past semester, but I actually really like it. It feels a lot more, I think because the one last semester was way bigger, it kind of felt it just, it was a little less inviting and I don't know, it just felt so weird to have all this space. Um, and so I I really do like this apartment a lot better. It is pretty small, but I don't know, it feels more college because I guess in college you're not really supposed to have your own space. So, um, but I am really excited to be here. I got in yesterday. I had a really weird travel experience. I feel like I I recently, I've just not been having great luck with travel, Um, but I, like everything was fine in Atlanta. I got to the airport, it was fine. And then we got on the plane and then there was a 45 minute delay because some, something was wrong with the front of the plane. I don't know, it was something, I I didn't really understand what they were saying, but then they fixed it and then we started flying. But there was so much turbulence that like the plane was really shaky the whole time because it was it was raining. And so it was just it was a really interesting flight. Let's just say that. And then got to Boston and um got picked up by uh Paul and Amanda and um and they took me back to the apartment and then we all um, went out to dinner uh, with Kevin and Esther and Eliana too. And it was great. It was so nice to see everyone. Um, but I was really tired because I had been up since 4.45 that morning because I had run a race, which I'm going to talk about. But so yeah, really tired, but I'm really happy to be here. I'm excited for the summer. I have a good feeling about it. I think because everyone's so busy, there's just going to be, I don't know, it's going to be a lot more special um, when everyone gets to hang out together. So um, my favorites of the week, I just finished this book called The Guest List by Lucy Foley. And I finished that at the beach in, I think, one and a half days because it was so good. Um, it's basically about this wedding that's happening on this remote island and there is a bad thing that happens, but you hear the backstory of of all the guests from their point of views throughout the book and then everything kind of just makes sense at the end and it's really, really good. Um, yeah, the, the beach was so nice because I got to read a lot and I finished, um, one book and then completed another one. And I think now that I'm in Boston and I actually have to focus on school and lab, I'm not going to be able to read as much. So I try to get as much reading as I could in Atlanta. 
Um, and then I have been listening to Jake Scott's new album called Golden Boy. I think my favorites are Golden Boy and Overthinking. Um, I love him. I feel like I talked about him before, but he's, I really like his music. Um, I just like his lyrics. I feel like they're really well written. Um, <laughs> the song I Believed It by Mac Miller and Ty Dolla Sign, which is, I never listened to him, but, um, it's actually really good. I listened to it on the plane a lot. And then I love, okay, I actually love Olivia Rodrigo's new album. Like, I, I, I actually really like her. I feel like she's a, she has a lot of room to grow um, as an artist, but she has a lot of time. She's so young, and I think for her age and for it being her first album, I think Sour is really good. Um, and then I love Sour Prom, which is this video that she put on YouTube of her performing all her songs, but in a kind of like prom eerie theme. Um, and it, if you like Olivia Rodrigo's album, I would definitely check out Sour Prom because she's just so talented. I love it. And lastly, um, I have been listening to the song Renegade by Big Red Machine and Taylor Swift. Obviously, I like it because Taylor Swift's in it, but I also just think it's a good song. So um, yeah, those are my highlights of the week. I don't have a guest. And today I just wanted to talk about, I guess, like more updates. Um, so I'm taking Orgo and that's kind of been a struggle. So I want to highlight, um, you know, just talk about that and then explain how one month without Instagram has really helped me, um, talk about avoiding gossip, and then why I really enjoyed my time at home in Atlanta. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for continuing to listen and support, and without further ado, let's get on to the first segment. Guys, Orgo is so hard. <laughs> like, it is actually so much more difficult than I thought it would be. Like, I knew it would be hard, but I did not know it would be A, this much of a time commitment, B, just this hard. I don't know. It's so, it's just a lot. Um, if you are a pre med student or if you just know, some pre-med vernacular, you know that Orgo is considered a weeder course, which means that like since it's so hard, um, it actually turns a lot of kids away from being pre-med. And so people call it a weeder course because it kind of weeds out the people who aren't, quote, dedicated enough to become a doctor. Um, and I... I've been thinking about this a lot, but when you're actually a doctor, I don't think you're going to be needing the specifics and and just like the intricacies of organic chemistry while you're treating patients. Like you don't need that knowledge right like at the forefront of your brain, but you need that knowledge in order to get to that point. And so it's important right now, but it won't be super important down the road when you're trying, when you get to where you're trying to go. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a necessary pre-med requirement, but is it really useful when you're actually a doctor? Mm. (laughs) I mean, obviously it's good to know, um, this kind of stuff, but it it just, it's not super. Yeah. I, I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Um, 
but I basically took Oreo this summer because I knew it was a really hard course, so I wanted to be able to focus all my energy on it at once without taking three other classes on top of it and extracurriculars and settling into pretty much an entire new college experience um, because COVID and figuring out timing with walking to class and all that stuff, going to the dining hall. So I, I wanted to be able to um, take it over the summer. But the problem with that is Orgo is typically a 14-week course, so it's it spans a whole semester. But over the summer, they condense it into seven weeks. And so as a result, it's so, so fast-paced and so dense. Um, and it's just, it's so, like, it's very overwhelming. Like, I... The first lecture was nice because it was basically just a little bit of gen chem and then like basics of orgo, which I, I already have because I took IB chemistry, but like basics like functional groups and uh, nomenclature and like how to draw skeletal structures. And so that was really nice. And then lecture two came and I was like, what is going on? They just throw so much information at you the lectures are super long and then it's just it's usually towards the end of the lecture the professor runs out of time and so he kind of just like goes really fast and then it gets really really confusing but I did not think orgo would be this hard I think I've said that so many times but basically it's the lectures are twice a week Tuesday Thursday for three hours and then we have lab twice a week Monday Wednesday mine is from seven to nine so it's two hours and then we have section from Wednesday to Friday or Wednesday and Friday for an hour and a half and so it really is like an everyday thing but like genuinely to do well and I mean not even to do well to keep up in this class like you really have to do work every day because it's just so much um the p-sets are like 50 pages um and, and you know what, let me, let me paint a picture for you. Um, I got tutoring from a former chem TF. Ben, if you're listening to this, thank you for helping me. Um, as you could probably tell, I don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> I got help from a TF who normally teaches it in a fall semester. And he told me that I was explaining to him how in lecture three, we had learned nine reaction mechanisms. And a reaction mechanism is when you illustrate all the steps of getting from one molecule to another. And so you draw like arrows showing the movement of electrons and bonds. And it's it can get really intricate. Like there are some mechanisms with like 10 steps and you have to know like the reagents that you use, the, the way that the the reaction occurs and I'm having a really hard time memorizing all these mechanisms right and he told me that in a normal year they spend about a month on like a few of those mechanisms whereas over the summer they just kind of threw like so many at us at once and it is really overwhelming like I I think I've been really struggling with like it's a cliche but like I don't even know what I don't know (laughs) And so I, I really, I told myself that I really need to, like, I think I'm starting to realize that, I don't know, I think I'm starting to realize a lot about myself. <laughs> and I will do an entire episode about that later, but 
I guess to to give a kind of preface to that, I think like I think there are some people in this world who are naturally very, very smart. And like I know some people like that. They don't have to work to achieve a grade. They don't have to work to be successful. They kind of just know things and yeah, it's easy for them. I genuinely think that I just like in high school, I think I I just knew how to study. Um, that didn't always succeed. There were some times where my study habits failed. Let me just say that. Um, and in no way am I trying to brag or anything. Like this is, <laughs> that's not at all what I'm saying. Like, trust me, I'm doing an entire segment on how I'm struggling <laughs> in organic chemistry. But um, I, I just don't like, especially for orgo, like it's not intuitive me like it's something that I really need to sit down and study and memorize and learn and I'm sure that's how it is for the bulk of people there are definitely some people who are naturally just really good at organic chemistry but I've I I really really have been working a lot on this class and I'm going to have to continue to work we have an exam this week um but um yeah basically orgo is just really hard it is a pre-med requirement that you must do, but is it's not necessarily super important. So why are we doing it? I don't know. <laughs> and I actually genuinely loved organic chemistry in IB. Like that was probably my favorite topic. But now I'm kind of getting PTSD. Because the information that we learn is so much more detailed and so much more intricate. And it's just, it's a lot. Like, it's really a lot. I feel like I'm taking like five classes at one time with the amount of information that I'm trying to retain. It's it's actually insane. Um, and like, <laughs> you don't really have time to not understand things. Like, if I don't understand something, well, too bad because... Lecture four is going to cover an entire other half of a textbook. So that has made it really difficult. But I know I'm not alone. I know, like, if you're listening to this and you're also in summer chem 17, um, just know that if you're struggling, you're not alone because, like, everyone I've talked to in this class is feeling the same way. So it's just something we're going to have to get through. It'll be seven weeks of concentrated pain, but um pretty soon it will be over and what's nice about taking it over the summer is so for pre-med you have to take um so right now we're in chem 17 and then in the spring we're gonna have to take chem 27 because you have to do a full year with lab but in in the spring the lab is typically five hours and in person and it's a drain like it's i've heard from people it's terrible it's so long but if you do Chem 17 over the summer, you actually get out of that spring lab requirement. So there is there are some perks to doing this, but I think there's pros and cons. I mean, I think the pros are definitely getting out of lab, um, getting it out the way, being able to only focus your energy on that. Um, yeah, like not having to worry about it on top of other classes. I think the cons are it's so fast. It's really dense. Um, and, you know, come spring... I probably will forget a lot of what I've learned in the summer, so I'm going to have to do a refresher, whereas um, students who took Chem 17 in the fall will be 
like the material will be will be fresher and 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 more recent in their mind. And for me, learning fast means that I don't retain as much. <laughs> but we're just gonna have to take a lot of notes. And um, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing that I should probably get to work because I have a lot to do. But I'm not gonna try to stress about it. So yeah, that's my little spiel about orgo. <laughs> Just had to get that out there. Next topic. I have not had Instagram for one month and I am really proud of myself because I do not miss it. You heard me. I did not. I, I actually don't miss Instagram. I think it was a really necessary break and it's still an ongoing break. I actually think I have loved my break so much. I think I will continue taking it for the rest of the summer and probably get it back August or when when we're back in school um I really don't miss it I've noticed I'm on, I'm on my phone less I've noticed that I really like I there are a few close people that I genuinely care about the most and it's been nice to just concentrate all my care and attention and interactions on them versus trying to spread it out to so many random people that I I don't even really know on Instagram. Like, it's nice to only really catch up and know what my close friends are doing. And I get that information by actually talking to them versus just seeing what people are doing on Instagram, like their posts and stuff. And um, like, I, like, because I'm not on Instagram and I'm not really seeing what random, like what other people are doing, I realize that I care way less about um, like how people perceive me, I I really don't like not in a bad way. I just like I'm not as curious as to what other people are doing if they're not people that I really really care about or I'm close to. Like I, there's no reason for me to know. Like I I don't know, cause like you know when have you I don't know there there are definitely times when I see what other people are doing and maybe it leaves room for comparison or like subtly I will judge them because we are all very judgmental whether we like to admit it or not and whether it is subconscious or not um or I'll just like I don't know I'll have a preconceived notion of someone I've never met or I'll let something change my perception of it like stuff like that when I would rather meet them in person um organically create Oh gosh, saying organically just gave me PTSD, but <laughs> organically create a relationship and a perception of them, get to know them naturally. Sorry if you just heard that, my alarm just went off, but <laughs> forgot to turn my alarm off. Um, but I I don't care <laughs> anymore. And let me tell you, that has been the most refreshing and emotionally relaxing thing that I have ever done and I'm really proud of myself for doing it because this time last year I was so into Instagram like I remember I would like check it every five minutes like unhealthily I would worry so much about how people perceive my Instagram profile because these were my future classmates um stuff like that and I just I am really glad that I deleted it. And one month without it has been so much easier than I thought it'd be. Like, I just don't care. (laughs) I said that before, but like, I I just don't care about 
what other people are doing aside from my my friends. Like obviously I care about my friends, but I I'm able to um, just like really talk with them and find out what they're doing. And I think there's definitely pros pros and cons to leading Instagram. I've talked about pros so many times. I think the cons are you definitely you definitely kind of don't know what's going on. But, you know, I think that in itself is a pro and a con. So it's really nice to be removed, especially being at home for a bit. I, I was kind of removed from, from everything that was going on. And let me tell you, that was also really nice. Um, I will talk about that in a coming segment. But um, I have also been taking pictures just for memories or just to like send to my friends. Cause I think like if I, like on my family trip, um, oh my gosh, you know what I just realized? I didn't even do highlights. Okay, you know what? This episode is very unstructured. I'm gonna do my highlights right now. Highlights, I went to the beach with my family, my dad's side, we went to Seaside, Florida um, for a week, uh, which was really fun. And I ran the Peachtree Road Race with my dad and brother. Um, on the morning of July 3rd and then that night I flew to Boston and here I am sorry for forgetting that <laughs> um, but yeah so during that vacation to Florida like I took a lot of photos because I just thought they were funny <laughs> I don't know like I-, I thought they were funny like photos of my family or, like photos of myself like I just thought they were funny and I would just send them to my friends like, I wasn't taking any photos to post. I was just taking them because I wanted memories of them. And I just wanted to show them to the people that I care about. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's been nice, really, ref- really, re- really refreshing to not have to worry about, um, like, photos for the sake of social media. However, I will say I still have been loving Visco. So you should go check out my Visco if you haven't already. So if you care, if you don't care, that's fine. <laughs> um, just I'm just pubbing my Visco. But I guess I say all this to say, if you have been noticing yourself getting anxious every time you open Instagram or just not... Like, if you find yourself reaping more negative effects from positive, I would just say step away. Like, this is something that is easier said than done, and it applies to everything. Like, maybe for toxic relationships or, um, like, negative situations, you know, the best thing to do is to recognize that you're not gaining much from it. In fact, maybe you're you're losing things from it and so it's important to know when to step away um it it sounds really dramatic when i put it that way but i genuinely think that i did not even realize what like i didn't even realize how 
negative Instagram was for me. And this is personal, like this is really dependent on like the kind of person you are, how frequently you use Instagram. Like there are some people who have Instagram don't go on on that much, don't go on it that much, don't really post that much. And like, they're fine for me. Like I, I was really into it. I was very active on it. And so like, as a result, I definitely got a lot of negative effects from it. And it was really hard for me to recognize that. Like I, I didn't, I don't know. I couldn't see that I was slowly becoming addicted to this app. Like I couldn't see that I was slowly forming preconceived notions of other people and and caring what other people thought and caring about random people like so much to the point that like I got really anxious about it. Like like it gave me weird FOMO even though I, I didn't have a reason to like be, I don't know. I didn't have a reason to have it, but I did. And so this break has been really nice. And like, I, I would encourage anyone who, who also feels like kind of like anxious or stressed for no reason about Instagram, like maybe take a break from it and see where that takes you. Like I honestly don't really think aside from my one month mark, like I haven't thought about not having Instagram. Like that's how much I've needed this break. And I think I will continue this break for another month or so. But um, one month without Instagram has been great. And I will say, last thing I will say, one thing that is not good, good about deleting Instagram is I don't get to pub my podcast. And so let's just say I have had less people listen to it, but that's okay. I don't do it for the numbers, as I say a lot. Um, so if you're listening and you're a loyal fan and you would like to pub my podcast for me, you know, feel free to, (laughs) um, just trying to build, build an audience here. But, um, I think that's all I have to say, um, about that. But, um, yeah, if you also, um, Again, like if you are maybe scared of deleting Instagram because you're scared you're going to miss out or you're scared you're going to whatever, I would just say just ignore all that and just just take a break. Like, And, you know, I think summer is genuinely a really great time to do it. Like it's been like a, a summer off of my phone. That's all I want. And so um, this has been a very crucial step in, in achieving that summer. So... Yeah. Okay, the next topic is I don't know if I have much to say on it, but I thought it would be interesting. I think it actually really ties into um my previous topic. But it's I called it avoiding the he said she said or avoiding gossip. Um because I okay, so for my whole life, well, that's dramatic. I don't think in elementary school I was like, I I don't think I, I made this (laughs) decision or thought about it, but I think in high school, I really tried to not talk about people. Um, because no matter what you say, even if it's good, like there is some way, like, even if, yeah, like even if you're talking about someone in a good way, 
like that can maybe get twisted or perceived differently and then it could get back to that person and they're they'll hear, hear that you're talking about them like I don't know so I always told myself like I really don't like talking about people and I remember there were a lot of times in high school where there would be conversations about people and I would I would make the conscious decision to stay silent um, and to just not contribute to the conversation because I knew that like that is not a conversation that is for me as a religious person like that is not that conversation does not serve God um, it does not honor God or glorify God and it doesn't help me <laughs> And it doesn't help anyone. All it does is bring entertainment. And and I'm talking about this like in terms of a, a negative conversation about someone. Like people are so curious about drama and and um, you know what relationships. Oh my gosh, people are so curious about relationships. Like I I've been in so many conversations where people are just like they have everyone has their opinions about um someone some relationship like everyone has opinions about everything but I genuinely tried to keep opinions to myself because it's just it's not like I I don't see a point in in getting it out there in like entertaining that and that's another thing like when people talk about other people and I'm in a conversation like I stay I try to stay silent because I don't want to entertain that and you know I'm not like I'm not perfect at this like I will admit there are times where like it's a natural point of conversation and I've, I've realized like I've noticed in college that that is a very very prevalent form of conversation like people talk about other people a lot and not in a bad way like I think like not always in a bad way. I think there are a lot of times where people talk about other people in a good way and like that's fine. I just I think what I've really missed is conversations that are not about people. Like I I really like my closest friends here, like I love them because they don't talk about other people and maybe it is because when you don't know someone as well, like talking about other people is a really easy point of conversation. Also, I will say that this is kind of a side note unrelated, but Another point of conversation that is really easy for girls is talking about guys. Like, oh my gosh, the amount of conversations about guys that I've had. And, you know, I'm not saying that I don't contribute to these conversations. Like, I I am guilty of it. But, like, it's exciting at first. And then, you know, I kinda, you kind of hit this point where you're like, well, what else can we say? <laughs> like, we should talk about something else. <laughs> because I, I really, like... I think I think talking about other people is just not like I'd much rather talk about something else. Um and so yeah, I think in high school I really tried to avoid that he said she said gossip mentality and I remember like I heard so many stories about other friend groups who you know, people were so two-faced. Like, I remember I heard a story of, you know, like, people saying that, um, 
they were friends to someone and then and then like lying i don't know something like that i don't really want to get into it because it's not worth it but like i i remember hearing those stories and then thinking like that is like that's why you i try to avoid talking about other people um i think in college it's been it's been harder to not talk about other people because like like you're in this new environment with a lot of different people and and so you're excited about that. And so you talk about, you know, this this new environment that you're in, that you're in, these new people that you meet. And I think that's like fine to, you know, every once in a while, maybe like maybe bring other people up. But um, like the conversations that I really value, that I've noticed I really value in college are the ones that don't involve others, um, are the ones that are are more intimate and and are just more, I think that just matter more and have more substance. Um, so like, I think my advice to anyone who's in a situation where they are surrounded by gossip and surrounded by the he said, she said, I think first is just don't engage with that conversation. Like don't add fuel to the fire don't talk about other people, don't entertain other people, don't ask questions that you don't need the answers to. Um, That's okay. That, you know, that ties back to the social media thing. Like I've seen so many funny posts about like when you're on Instagram or social media and then you're on it for too long and then you find something that hurts your feelings, like stuff like that, which that's never happened to me, but like in order to avoid that, just don't go like don't don't go probing for things if you really don't want the answers or if you just if it won't help you at all. Um, I think you should encourage conversations that are about topics that you're interested in and not about other people. I think you should try to stop caring. And that's really hard, but I I actually think I have hit a point where I don't care and not in a mean way, but like I, I'm really, really focused on my few close friends. And I think that the people that I am really close to right now are amazing. I think I have wonderful people in my life, both at home and here in college, I think I have great people and I love them and I care for them and I cherish them dearly and they're great people. And you know who you are, like you should know who you are. If you're listening to this, love you. But like past those people, like I, why why should I be curious as to what other people are up to? Like I should just let them live their lives and, and not care. I think that mentality has led to so much emotional peace and so much mental peace. Like, I think especially now in the summer when Chem 17 has made me incredibly busy and everyone else is really busy and doing their own thing. Like, it has been so nice to focus on myself and the people that I care about. And I I was talking about this with friends back home, but, you know, all my friends back home are super busy. And so we're all kind of doing our own thing. But that makes time together so much more special. And that's what I was saying earlier about the summer and why I think it's going to be different. Like, I would much rather have quality over quantity. That applies to friends. That applies to time spent. And here in Cambridge over the summer, I think that time 
with my friends is so much more valuable just because we are all kind of doing our own thing. And I am really dedicated to to working and to just not not caring. I should have a not caring phrase count because I think I've said that so many times this episode. I think that is the goal. This I think that is the overall theme. I don't care anymore. <laughs> um, and that's not to sound complacent or or like I'm like not empathetic. Like that's not what I'm saying. Just I think I've really learned how to set boundaries. Oh, sorry. I just knocked over my water bottle. But I think I'm really learning how to set boundaries, how to prioritize what's important and how to focus my energy on what's important and and not disperse my energy to random little things that don't really need my energy. So all in all, avoiding that gossip that he said, she said is it's all about I think it all boils down to self-respect because you respect, um, like you really respect how to, like you respect yourself. That was really redundant. By self-respect, I mean you, you really know and understand that you have a limited reserve of emotional energy. And so you choose to direct that into what's important to you. I think it also boils down to just prioritization for the reason that I mentioned before. And I think it boils down to knowing, like being self-aware and knowing how to remove yourself from situations. So I have made a promise to myself for the summer and going forth. I like I will do, like I've always tried to avoid gossip and not talking about people. But right now, like I... I am going to do my best to stay away from that. Like, I want to be removed from that kind of situation. I think it's just going to lead to so much more peace. It already has. Um, Yeah. Last topic, why I enjoyed my time at home. So as you guys probably know, because I tend to keep you guys incredibly updated (laughs) on this podcast, but I spent a month and a half-ish back at home in Atlanta. And that was a decision that I made. Like, I... I could have come back earlier. Um, I could have started lab work earlier, but I I really chose to spend time at home um, because I think I was just towards the end of last semester, just getting really socially and emotionally burnt out and tired. And so um, I actually loved my time at home and I have a few reasons why. First, it was relaxing. Um, I, I, you know, for the time that I didn't have summer school, I was just able to hang out with friends, catch up with them, ex- just like do all the Atlanta things that I missed, um, and just just chill in privacy with true alone time <laughs> and a space for myself. That was really nice. Second, I already talked about this, but I got to do all the Atlanta things that I love, um, such as go to certain coffee shops. There's one coffee shop that I go to all the time to study. I went there a lot. Um, go to certain restaurants. Um, get certain meals. Um, drive certain routes. Um, go to certain places. Go to my home yoga studio. Things like that. Like I was able to do things that I really love and I had missed because this past semester I was gone for like four months, I think. Um, but... Yeah, it was really nice to just like, oh, sorry, my roommate just came in, but um, 
<laughs> I think she just opened it. Anyway, what I was saying is it was really nice to like enjoy my time at home and, and do all the Atlanta things that I love. Um, but yeah. And I think another reason um, is like, I, I love driving because I think like driving is, is a time where I can like play my own music and just like do my own thing. And so um, like being able to drive was so nice and I I tried to drive as much as I could like when I when I went to Santa with my friend um, we went on a road trip and that was really fun um and it was a four hour drive I think four or five hours and I got to I drove the whole way and I actually I'm really glad I did because that kind of got all my driving out all my driving wants out um another reason why I enjoyed my time at home is like there's something different about being in your house like with your family. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm not really going to get into that, but there's just something different about it. And for me, it was very relaxing. It was really nice. Also, I will say it was nice to have um, home-cooked meals and like it was nice to have, I guess like more cleanliness, (laughs) if that makes sense. Um, And you know, this also ties into what I was saying before, but being at home, I was removed and I was able to spend time alone and I was able to be distant, like physically distant, <laughs> but also emotionally in, in a really good way. I think it was something that, I think deleting Instagram, spending time at home, avoiding gossip. I think that all ties together. I think, I think those are all things that I did because I needed them. And then right now, like I'm at a point where I really am excited to be in Boston. Like I, I'm really excited. I'm so glad I'm here. Um, I think if I hadn't spent a month at home, I would still be kind of tired and and um, not wanting to be, not wanting to be here as much, um, just because I spent so much time here. Um, but now that I've spent time at home and I'm back here, and I I love it. Like I I'm really excited. I have a good feeling about this summer. But um, yeah, spending time at home was great, and. Um, I, I really just, I think, I think freshman year taught me a lot. If you listen to my last episode with my friend Bailey, you will know that we both learned a lot from freshman year. Um, and for me, one big thing was everything that I've talked about this episode. Like, I think that all ties together into one thing, which is I don't even know how to summarize it. I guess it's just like the not caring thing and like in conjunction with respecting yourself and setting up boundaries. So those are important lessons that I've learned. Those are things that I really want to implement this summer. Those are things that I 
I did implement by by making conscious decisions to delete Instagram, to spend time at home, stuff like that. And now that I did that, I'm so happy and I'm back and I'm ready. Um, and and I, I I think I have, a, I have a great feeling about the summer. I have an even greater feeling about the fall. I think it will only get better from here. So I think that's going to end this episode. Um, thank you again for listening, um, for tuning in every week. I am a little nervous that I won't be able to podcast as much just because like I, I do, th- I am very busy and, and Orgo is, is a lot. So if there are a few weekends, um, that, that I end up skipping this summer, I am so sorry. Um, but you know, gotta do what you gotta do. I, I just want to update you guys and say that life is, life is moving. Time is moving fast. Um, things need to get done. Um, but I am, I think I've reached a level of peace that I did not have for so long. And, and I am really happy about that. And so, um, yeah. (laughs) Um, all right. I think that's going to end this episode, but, um, again, okay. I, I think I'm just repeating myself again. I'm so bad at ending these episodes. Like I think I need some sort of signature phrase or something, but it's fine. This is something I need to work on. You know, I'm also really bad at ending conversation. So eh. <laughs> it kind of fits because this really is just a conversation with myself. So, um, but, uh, thank you guys for listening and supporting, um, sending all my love this week. I will see you guys uh, next week for episode 44. Bye.